With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. What's up and welcome into the Wednesday edition of the Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. I'm Daniel Salerson. Joining me as always is Jim Eikenhofer from Pelicans.com. We're in the middle of the week. Hope your work week is going well as the Pelicans have a few days off to get ready for the New York Knicks on Friday night, their last preseason game until Tuesday's opener in Toronto against the Raptors. Of course, Pelicans are 4-0 after beating the Spurs on Sunday. So we figured, why don't we take a break from sort of the Pelicans from a local perspective. We had Andrew Lopez on, even though he is covering the team nationally. But obviously, he's from New Orleans here. But let's get a national perspective on the New Orleans Pelicans as there's some preview shows coming out. Everyone's gearing up with their predictions. Um, Zach Lowe came out with his lead pass rankings that we'll get into. Um, so we're going to have Stephanie Reddy on from NBA TV. She's the host of the new show called The Warm-Up, which was announced today. And that will be at 5 p.m. Central every Monday through Friday on NBA TV leading into uh, games of uh, that night. And so Stephanie will host a few of those shows and she'll get into it. But, Jim, with Friday's game being on TNT and Tuesday's opener being on TNT, I think it was only fitting that we talk kind of what the national media members are saying about this Pelicans team. Yeah, I mean, it's it's quite a, quite a ton of interest in this team right now. I mean, I think I – to have a plug here right for a second um wrote an article today about sitting down with joel myers and antonio daniels and joel talked about how the atmosphere so far even during preseason on the road has been kind of a beatles type thing which um that's an old school reference right there but in terms of the amount of people that are at the hotels for zion the amount of media the people that want to talk to him before games and stuff like that and as you mentioned the first regular season game is on tnt the second one's on ESPN. The third one, I think, is a rare early season where it's not. And then the fourth game against Golden State is on NBA TV as well. So, I mean, right off the bat, there's a there's a ton of national TV uh, presence at these games. And I think even though people, back when the schedule was put out, you didn't know exactly what Zion was going to do. You didn't know exactly what the situation was going to be. Um, but based on what he's done so far, if anything, I think the the interest in watching him play is even higher. So, the networks that scheduled things the way that they did, I think are very happy with how they've laid out the first 
couple weeks of the Pelicans' regular season. Now, I know we're plugging national entities with NBA TV and ESPN, but I didn't say you could plug your own stuff on this show. <laughs> I didn't know that was part of the agreement. Uh, uh, well, so don't I, read I didn't his think I had to ask for Joel permission. Antonio. I'm just kidding. No, it's good stuff. And Joel, uh, you've been doing a bunch of previews as well, right? You haven't, some of these players? You haven't read the article yet on, on Joel You posted today while I was at practice. What do you want me to do? Okay, sorry about that. Uh, audience um no uh there's a lot of profiles um that i continue to post uh i did one on jj reddick yesterday i did one on frank jackson today uh there's going to be more coming i think Derek favors is the plan for tomorrow i have a long list of stuff that i'm trying to get to so i don't want to guarantee that but that's the plan right now um so there's going to be so many more different things coming through the the pipeline some statistical stuff this weekend that's going to preview kind of what categories to look for across the roster. So uh, there's a lot to uh, get to even between now and the opening night. I feel like this is kind of in behind the scenes, but I feel like as a writer a lot of times too, um, there's there are a lot of things that you want to write about before the regular season starts because once the regular season starts, there's, you know, it's more about like game to game, day to day. Of course there's features and stuff like that, but I want to try to get people as familiar with, some of the details about the team as we possibly can be by the time 7 p.m. Central hits next Tuesday. I mean, with so many new guys on the roster, you sort of have to just trying to get to know a lot of these guys. There's only five returners, I believe. And so, you know, for some of these guys, you might have heard of them or know who they are, but some of them, you know, it's this is a great opportunity to kind of get to know them before the regular season starts. Yeah, it really is. And honestly, too, like of, of all the years I've been here, this might be the year that there's been the most interesting stories a lot of it is because of all the new players, but just in, overall with some, the changes that happened with the front office and everything, I mean, I don't think I've ever gone into a season with a longer list of, hey, here's here are all the things that I want to get to, and we'll see if I can get to them in the next five days. But it's, I mean, I've still been able to get to tackle so many different topics, and it, it's, I think, when the season starts, it's going to be even even more fun than it has been in the past. Our Seeky question of the day, Jim, I want to ask you, since we're going to ask Stephanie the same thing. She actually hosted the Pelicans team preview on NBA TV with Steve Smith and Stan Van Gundy. Um, we asked her in a little bit what she learned about the Pelicans through that 30-minute show. But what are you learning about other entities as far as what some are saying about the Pelicans? We mentioned the league pass ratings. Um, we mentioned some of the, you know, Sports Illustrated starting to have their preview with the Clippers on it. Mm-hmm. Have, from what you've been reading, listening to, watching, what have you learned about what the national media is saying about this ball club? I think beyond the obvious of people have been really impressed with what Zion Williamson has done so far in preseason as far as, I mean, the game against Utah last week was a good example of he's going against bigs that he just kind of physically overwhelmed. And I think people are – um, really even more curious to see how he does during the regular season. But also I think people have taken note of what Nikhil Alexander-Walker has done so far. And so um, people are really optimistic about what he'll be able to do potentially as a rookie. So if anything, I think preseason has made the interest that people have in this team. It's stayed the same or maybe even gone up a little bit just based on what's happened on the court so far. As promised, joining us now is Stephanie Reddy. She does a lot of things for Turner Sports and NBA TV. She's an NBA TV host, including NBA Game Time and The Warm-Up. She also hosts The Bounce and serves as a reporter. And, of course, TNT will have Pelicans Knicks Friday and Zion's debut against the Raptors on opening night. First off, Stephanie, I appreciate you coming on. 
Oh, it's my pleasure. Glad to be here with you guys. Well, let's talk about some of these shows that you do. It seems like you do a lot of them right now. Um, it was released <laughs> about you doing the warm-up, NBA Game Time, The Bounce. Can you just tell us a little bit about some of those shows? Yes, we're really excited. Um, NBA TV, as you guys know, is uh, full of content. And this season, they're starting some new shows. And I am lucky enough to host one of those new shows. It's called The Warm-Up. It's going to be five nights a week, so Monday through Friday. It starts at 6 p.m. Eastern. And I'll be hosting Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday nights. Chris Miles will be hosting Wednesday and Friday nights. And essentially, it's what it sounds like. It's a warm-up for the game. We're trying to get viewers ready and geared up. We're going to be in and out of all of the arenas all around the country. We'll be hearing directly from players and coaches. We'll have contributors on that will be in the arena talking to us. Uh, We're going to have some um, fantasy segments for fantasy games. And uh, it's going to be a ton of fun. We'll, of course, touch on social media and, and check out what's going on there. But I think the fans are really going to enjoy it. It's going to be a fun, fast-paced show. Well, that sounds exciting. And, of course, we know Chris Myers, uh, Chris Miles. He um, was in the NOLA market before he went to NBA TV, yeah. so we're very familiar with him. That should be a great show for both of you to host. We look forward to that. Um, also, you were a host of the Pelicans team preview on NBA TV, which uh, Jim and I both watched. So we kind of wanted to start with that. Um, what did you learn about the Pelicans just based on that 30-minute show that you did? That was a great uh, show. We talked a lot about, obviously, Zion Williamson. Uh, we were fortunate enough to have Steve Smith with us in the studio. But also, as you remember, Steve Smith was at your media day. So he got yep. a chance to talk to several players one-on-one. So that was some really good insight that he offered us for the show. Um, I think the thing that I learned was what I kind of already knew, and it was that Zion Williamson is magnetic. You know, he's one of those rare players, people are calling him a generational player, that comes around just once in a blue moon and has all of this extraordinary hype. And you're thinking, this poor kid, how can he possibly live up to it? And then he exceeds it. (laughs) Yeah. I think everybody who is a basketball fan is really excited to get to watch him play more, get to know his game. But the thing I learned was that, and this was coming from Steve Smith, who was there in person, was that his teammates are drawn to him, that he has that sort of humble personality that, yes, he is an extraordinary athlete and very gifted, but he's also an excellent teammate. And anyone who's been around this game long enough knows how important that is. That's just huge attribute if you're going to have success um that not just that players enjoy playing with you because of your skill set but because of who you are as a person off the court because of your personality because of your selflessness and i know it's early but these are all things that we're getting clues you know as to the bigger picture of how zion williamson will be so that's what i'm most excited about um something else i thought was interesting was that your coaching staff is kind of built in a non-traditional nba way how you have two associate head coaches with Chris Finch on the offensive side and Jeff Bezelik on the defensive side. I'm really intrigued to see how that works out. Stephanie, um, when I was watching the show, one of the things that stood out to me, which I actually made like a 20-second clip of and posted on Twitter, was when uh, Stan Van Gundy was talking about how when he discusses you know, which teams people are excited to watch this season, that he was saying everybody that I talk to is, is so excited to, to – watch the Pelicans this season. I mean, and that got like 450 likes or something like that. So obviously people (laughs) around here were quite pleased with, you know, the way that he put that, but from, I mean, you, you, I know you talked to a million people. I mean, what's the perception that you get the sense that you get of, 
people at Turner and NBA TV and people around the league as far as just um, I think not only just Zion, but just there, it just there's so many elements that are intriguing about this team. I mean, is that the the, the sense that you get as well? Absolutely. When he said that, we all kind of grinned and giggled a bit because it's true. I mean, everywhere you go, people want to talk about the Pelicans. And, it, and yes, obviously Zion plays a huge part in that. Um, the anticipation is great to see what he will do during the regular season. But if you're an NBA fan, then you know that there's some pretty good pieces that are there with him also. I mean, obviously Drew Holiday is huge, and I think this is going to be a big year for him on the court. Um but the additions that you guys picked up in the offseason in Ball and Ingram, I think, are very intriguing because no one ever really thought they reached their full potential when they were in L.A., so they've got that opportunity with the new setting. And then, obviously, the veteran in Reddick. I mean, he is an experienced player. And, you know, it's been well chronicled that he's had consecutive seasons going to the playoffs. Yeah. Um, and then you've got Jackson Hayes, who you also picked up in the draft, who is a tremendously talented athletic player. So I think that all of these pieces of the puzzle are intriguing to NBA fans because no one is expecting the Pelicans to just come out and make a run to the Western Conference Finals. But I think people are very interested to see how quickly the team can gel. And no one is saying that it's outside of the realm of possibilities that you could make the playoffs. And to me, that is a huge compliment looking at how the Western Conference teams are lined up this season. Sure. Um, in terms of, of Zion, I know we always put in these caveats about what guys do in preseason and that kind of thing, and things are going to drastically change in a lot of different ways next Tuesday when the Pelicans start the season in Toronto. But based on what you've seen so far from him, maybe in highlights or some of the games that you've watched and the way people have discussed Zion, is there anything – what's your reaction, I guess, to the way that he's played and some of the stuff that he, he's been able to do on the court against even like first-string guys so far? Right. Yeah, it's been impressive. Um, it's, it's really been impressive. And it's one of those weird things because it, it's not shocking, but going into it, you just didn't know what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it almost reminds me of the LeBron James situation. You had this high school kid who was on the cover of Sports Illustrated. No one thought that he could possibly live up to the hype. And again, he exceeded the hype. And, and every year he continued to do so. And I, and I don't want to put that sort of pressure on Zion Williamson because I, I hate that when people do that. Mm-hmm. But he keeps kind of forcing our hands. You know, like yeah. <laughs> he, keeps, he keeps going out there and performing to, to levels that no one really expects to hold him to consistently. So you almost feel like, well, if you don't have that expectation, then you're selling him short. So I think, you know, I like to caution people because he is young and I don't care how good he is. There will be ebbs and flows in the season. I don't expect him to come out and average 25 points in his rookie season. I think there'll be games where he looks like an all-star. I think there'll be games where he looks like a rookie. And I think that should be expected. Stephanie, I was actually uh, looking at your uh, Twitter profile when uh, looking at some of the stuff that you do, and I noticed in the cover photo there's a picture of you with Adam Silver, Gary Payton, and, uh, oh, yeah, Swin Cash, who is now a part of the yes. Pelican staff. Tell me a little yes. bit about her. One, she's been she's been great ever since she's joined our organization, but um, I probably don't know her as well as you do. So uh, what can we know about Swin Cash and what she brings to the table? I love Swin Cash. So the picture that you saw was from The Bounce, which is a show that we do in Atlanta at Turner Studios. It's a collaboration between Turner Sports, 
Yahoo Sports in the NBA. It's on the um, the app on your cell phones, on the Yahoo Sports app, starting with the regular season. But Gwen Cash was one of our analysts, and she has a tremendous basketball mind. Um, she has probably forgotten more basketball than most people will ever know. She is – her accolades and her resume are just unparalleled. I mean, I don't even think we have enough time for me to name everything that she's done, but she's a multi-champion. She's gold medal winning. She is a wonderful human being, basketball aside. Extreme integrity, great personality, fun, loving, and fun to be around, a terrific mom and wife. I mean, I can't even – tell you how lucky you guys are to have her and I say that a little selfishly like jealous because now I don't get to work with her as often as <laughs> I used to <laughs> but I'm thrilled for her because she deserves this opportunity and I'm thrilled for the city of New Orleans to really get to know her and and really appreciate the gem that they have yeah we, we certainly are happy to have her that's for sure it's a great way to describe her too um also um you were also former back then it was the NBA development league but you were a d-league coach an assistant coach back in the day and we the pelicans have a obviously a new g league team this is the first time that they have their own uh g league team that they're operating with the erie bayhawks it'll move to birmingham in a few years but kind of wanted to touch on how this league has evolved um since you were in the league and maybe just kind of on touch on you know the fact that most teams have one it's sort of like a, a, a minor yeah. league system now and even just with the rule changes that they're trying to implement in there and just how a lot of these um players that go through the G League are actually making on NBA rosters. How, how much has it changed uh, since you were a coach? It's amazing. I mean, the changes are drastic. I mean, I still am in touch with several people from back in those days when we were in Greenville, South Carolina, and we laugh about it. I mean, there were only eight teams in the original G League. They were all in the southeastern part of the country. Um, we took a bus everywhere. Mm. <laughs> I mean, wow. I mean, Everywhere. I think I was coaching for two seasons. That first year, um, I don't even know. I think we had one flight that first season. Um, and the thinking behind it was the reason why they were all in the Southeast was because you could make it a bus leave where, you know, the longest drive was probably from Asheville or I guess Roanoke, Virginia, was the furthest team north. And then Mobile, Alabama was the furthest team south, which is a very long drive if you go direct A to B, but if you're making stops along the way and playing games as you go, then it shortens each drive. Hmm. So uh, I didn't love it. I'll be yeah. <laughs> and you said it was in the southeast. Did they not put it? I mean, there's a yep. ton of places in the northeast that are close, but it was they were they worried about the snow as far as the busing um, and everything? That's a great question and a really good point. Because I'm from the northeast. I think that's part of why I thought of that. Right, right. <laughs> the snow would have definitely impacted our travel, certainly. Um, sure. But I think part of it was just the competition for the entertainment dollars, you know, where families mm. have opportunities to spend their money. And in the Northeast, college sports are huge, and they are like every other block. You have, you have a major university or a program. But in yeah. the Southeast, they're spread out. Um, and when you're in these cities, you are really the premier athletic attraction. You know, they were not in towns where they had a major college or a university athletic program. So I think the thinking was marketing wise, hey, this is a way we can get families to come and see our game because there's really not a lot of competition. Hmm. It was fun. I mean, I still have great relationships from those times. I've, I learned a lot. 
Um, the coaching experience was extraordinary. We ended up winning the championship that first year, so that was a, a tremendous experience. Um, but I will say I am thankful that I am now uh, a part of the NBA family on the NBA side. Right. <laughs> and no longer on the minor league side, but I think it's a ter- terrific system. And I think this, where we're headed now, is really the vision they had. They started with eight teams, but I think the vision was to get it along the lines of baseball, where you do have a legitimate minor league system that players can go back and forth between their minor and their major league teams, running the same system, it's a seamless transition, and you're developing young talent for your own organization. I think that's where they're headed. You know, I'm not sure if people realize this, but we actually do have bus trips during the NBA season, but they're from, like, uh, Philly to New York York or or Sacramento (laughs) to the Bay Area, which is like an hour maybe. Plus, there's been a few times where we've had bus trips but from city to city, but uh, I'm sure when people hear or you hear having had the experience in the G League when you hear that it's a 45 or it's an hour trip, it's not very taxing (laughs) or it's not the same. That's like just traffic in a major city. Yeah, that's you know, true. Like that's your daily commute. Right. <laughs> and and they, we, we just do it. I'm sure a lot of t- NBA teams do it. We just do it because it's faster than flying because it right, between exactly. getting loading up the plane and everything, it's just faster to just go from Philly to New York City and have it take an yeah. hour and a half max. But Absolutely. I yeah. remember a couple of train trips when I was working with the Hornets. We did the train a couple mm. of times between Philly and Jersey. Yeah. It's just quicker. Yep. Um, kind of on a different – topic but just also going back to um the excitement for the pelicans i don't mean to put you on the spot here but um for example zach Lowe, <laughs> zach Lowe wrote his uh annual league pass column which i love i think zach Lowe is a great writer he might be my favorite nba reporter but he had the uh he had the pelicans ninth in the league pass rankings if you i'm, I'm not asking you for a number but i mean when you think about all the teams in the league, I mean, where where would where approximately would you put? You think you would put the Pelicans? Ooh. That's a good question, and and I totally agree with your sentiment on Zach. I love him. I think he does a great job. He's very fair minded, and he just tells it like it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it kind of goes back to the point we made earlier in the conversation that Sam Van Gundy made on NBA TV when he said that that's the team that people ask him the most about. You know, I think that the anticipation is great. People want to see the Pelicans play this season. Um, and, yes, Zion Williamson is a big part of that. But as I mentioned, you guys have a lot of good pieces that I think this is going to be an opportunity for them to show what they can do on the basketball court. And when they figure it out together, um, I think you could win a lot of basketball games. It's going to be tough. The West, especially this year, I mean, you know, good luck trying to pick out which eight are going to make it into the playoffs mm-hmm. because – you all are going to be beating each other up the entire regular season um, just to get in there. But I don't know if I could put a number on it, but I will say I'm looking forward to watching them play a lot, the Pelicans. Um, I would say for sure they're – I'd say that's a good estimate at nine because that puts you in the top third. You know, there's 30 teams in top ten. I'd say Pelicans is definitely top ten in terms of who you're going to be looking at, especially – at the start of the regular season. I think curiosity is really going to be a big motivator. And, you know, we can't complain about that rating, too, because NBA TV, the Pelicans have 30 games on national TV, and NBA TV picked them for 10. So you guys definitely have a a high opinion based on that number of games. (laughs) So we're we're good with that. 
And the warm-up, of course, the new show is going to lead right into those games. So we're very excited. <laughs> Perfect. I like the plug there. Perfect. That's Stephanie Reddy, NBA TV host, including NBA Game Time, and also now the warm-up. And don't forget about the bounce. And she also serves as a reporter as well. Stephanie, I really appreciate it. I hope this is not the last time we talk during the season. And thank you for spending some time with us this afternoon. Oh, it's my pleasure. Looking forward to seeing you guys. That was a great conversation with Stephanie Reddy. We hope to have her on throughout the entire season. Of course, this podcast has been presented by SeatGeek. Trying to find tickets to basketball games or any other live event can be complicated. There's hundreds of sites and shady pricing. With SeatGeek, you can do everything in one place. Search for and discover the best deals on seats, buy from any device, and sell and transfer tickets in just a couple of taps. With their deal score technology, they rank the most valuable seats based on price, location, historical data, and more. Plus, every purchase is fully guaranteed, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. Best of all, our listeners will get $20 off their first purchase in the app. Use the code GOPELS at checkout, all caps, one word. SeatGeek, score the best deals on tickets. Just a reminder, I'll plug it since I'm the host of the show. Uh, Jim, Jim Eichenhofer's article on Joel Myers, Antonio Daniels, a new television crew. Again, we've been watching, all of us have been watching practices and being able to spend some time with Joel and Antonio and, and getting to know Antonio and his insight has been so valuable just watching practice with him. And I know um, whatever Jim wrote, I haven't read it yet because it came out today, but I'm going to read it. Um, make sure you read it. And speaking of Antonio, he'll join us on Friday's podcast. It's the first edition of the podcast of Daniel and Daniels for the fans. And we'll get you everything you need to know uh, ready for the Pelicans and the Knicks. That'll do it for today's show. Enjoy the rest of the week, and we'll talk to you on Friday. Thanks for listening to the Pelicans podcast presented by Seeking.